Welcome to track number 12 of The Beautiful Job. Hello? Alright. Next one. Number 30. No. I told you that was 51. So I'm now going to number 30. Number 30. Avoid foolish and unlearned questions. 2 Timothy 2.23 But foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they do gender strifes. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah. Listen. This is private. This one is between father and son. And it's something personal. Don't answer every question. Don't answer every question. Avoid foolish questions that generate strife. Or they do gender strifes. Alright? So, you know, if somebody asks you, so, how will you pay your children's school fees if you serve the Lord? It's a foolish question. And the Bible says you should avoid foolish, it says you should answer the questions. Avoid, there are questions you need to avoid answering. I'm telling you. And you need to learn it carefully. This is a pastor or shepherd, an elder. Because when you answer certain questions, you are going into debates and arguments which don't lead anywhere. Good. So a good, wise advice you can get privately. Alright? Because if you go out there asking and answering so many questions that you cannot really answer. You will take away faith and you will generate arguments about things that must not be argued about, but things that must be believed. You see, things that have to be believed must not be analyzed too much. Because when you analyze something very deeply, you take away your ability to believe in it easily. I will explain to you. When you ask a lot of questions that you shouldn't ask, you take away your ability to have faith. Spiritual power comes by someone who has faith. Okay? Miracles are done by faith. Tongues are done by faith. Everything is operated on and implemented by faith. You're going to work for the Lord is by faith. When you ask many questions that you shouldn't ask, it's good to ask questions. It's a sign of intelligence. But at a time, at a point, it's a sign of foolishness. Now somebody said, ah, so you said the Son of God, God sent His Son to to go to hell. Do you believe that God's son went to hell? Ah. 
those type of you see those type of questions don't let you believe. Now, in the Bible, those who ask too many questions lost their faith. And today, those who ask too many questions equally are losing their faith. In Mark chapter 6, you see a group of people who ask too many foolish questions. Mark 6 verse 1. Jesus went to his own country, and on the Sabbath day, verse 2, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, now you will notice the, the question mark from verse 2. You see question marks. These questions are not going to help you. From whence has this man these things? Question mark. And what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Question mark. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon? Question mark. Are not his sisters here with us? Question mark. Question, 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 question. And in the end, what happens? Faith is gone. Amen. They were offended. Okay? And there, in verse 5, the Bible says, And there he could do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. He, marveled, he was amazed. I've never seen people who have no faith like this group. And what was characteristic about this group? Questions, 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 questioning. You see, and there's a way you question that is questioning to throw doubt into something you are supposed to believe. That is why there are many people who have been to Bible school, even Bible schools in Ghana, especially Trinity College, and have gone there and after finishing no longer have a certain power that they had when they were in Scripture Union. A lot of people who have been to these schools were Scripture Union leaders and well-known spiritual leaders who wanted to further their lives in the ministry and so went to these schools. Now, when you go there and you study theology, as is known, what is called theology, that's why in our Bible school, we don't study what they call orthodox theology. Old Testament survey, New Testament survey, analysis, what is God, different opinions about God, the existence of God, and um, apologetics, I mean, whether God is there, is the God of the gaps theory, God of this, God of that, different thing, whether God is this, and what are people's opinions, the 200 other opinions, apart from the Christian opinion, and so on. By the time you finish, you don't believe. You analyze everything and say that why is it that in First and Second Samuel, everything in it is written, looks like David is a good person. Because it was written by somebody from the tribe of Judah. So he always painted Saul, who came from the tribe of whatever, 
Benjamin as a bad person and David as a good person. But if that book had been written by somebody else, it would have been whatever. So you start analyzing and questioning. The, we are not questioning the things that are in the Bible. That it's not really whatever. It's just a man who wrote it. And that Matthew, Mark, and Luke are copies of each other. And that there are, these are the following pieces where there are mistakes. That Matthew copied from Mark, copied from Luke. And so that is why they have this and that. And, hey, by the time you finish, when you see Matthew, you cannot easily believe it. When you read Mark, you say, ah, this one, he copied it well, he didn't copy it well. This one, no, look, he said this and, hey. <laughs> Are you sure the man who Jesus raised from the dead was dead? Was he not unconscious? How did they diagnose death in those days? Was it the pupillary reflex? Or was it the cardio heartbeat? Or was it respiration? Or was it a, 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 a signals that they were getting from the, cort- the brain cortex or the brain stem? Now you are analyzing too much. You cannot believe a lot of things. That is why Bible schools are often kill the call of God and create ministers without power. So you teach, and that's why they are very, very dangerous places. So in America, today, there is a movement that's an anti-Bible school. And so that's why sometimes you hear them making jokes when they say, I went to seminar. What is your name? Felix. What is your, what's your problem? Where, where are you from? Felix from where? KNUSC. What course are you doing there? Meteorology. Climate science. So it's too hot here. Fire! Climate science. Are you looking down on our hot weather here? Some of the famous Bible schools, when you go on the charismatic Bibles, when you go on the internet, like Rima or Christ, which produced a lot of ministers today, and Christ for the Nations, where Idahosa was trained and some other men of God, they write on it, they say that the board of this Bible school has, has decided not to, to be a non-accredited institution. We do not want accreditation. Yeah. And an Akaso Bible school is also a school that is not accredited. And although we want accreditation, for some other reason, we do not want uh, to study what they call theology at all. Nobody should bring that course at all. Because as soon as you bring it, to change the nature. And the only thing that the accreditation board or the accreditation, accreditation institutions know and understand is what they call theology, which is orthodox theology, which does not include the Holy Spirit anointing demons and other miracles and all those things. It's not part of their theology. So the only theology that is taught at the religions department in Legon 
and at the Trinity College. Is there Orthodox, Methodist, Catholic, and whatever theology? And they don't have our theology. Our theology is the study of God. You understand? Yeah. And those type of studies generate questions. And the Bible says, avoid it. That means you should avoid such a school. Yes. But by the time you finish with that, you don't believe again. Yeah. You are done for. And so, questions about people, like this question, about their marriage, about this, it doesn't generate anything. Start praying for your marriage. Instead of trying to analyze somebody's marriage, that is it good or it's not good. So when the pastor sat by his wife, he didn't talk to her. He said, I think they are quarreling in the house. They brought, and look, my friend, you don't need all this for your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not going to help you. <laughs> are you listening to me? Yeah. So... Get yourself flowing rather than questioning things. Of course, you have to ask questions to find out more things. But in a positive line, most questions or many questions are negative. Like some, a lot of journalist questions, they are, they, are, they are intended to scandalize you or say something funny about you. That is why generally we avoid talking to them. I have nothing to say. One word you say then, it becomes whatever. Are you listening to me? So, ladies and gentlemen, you must learn to avoid foolish questions. Like, who was Cain's wife? Who was Cain's wife? Adam and Eve had a child. Abel and Cain. Cain killed Abel. Who was Cain's wife? What is that question going to do for you? He must have had a wife from somewhere. And the Bible has summarized many things. For instance, I believe that between Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 was several Maybe even million years. Between verse 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Then the next verse, the earth was without form and void. <laughs> what happened in between before it became... It's not everything that has been written. In the Bible, and it's not everything that we will even know. There may be other galaxies, other people that God created, maybe who are not only on, on this planet. In the Joiner's book, some of the angels were coming from other galaxies. Yeah, there may be some other galaxies with some other creations. Yeah. So when you start sitting there and asking questions, yes, how? Then, so who created God? see him, you ask him. It's beyond you. And beyond me. 
So our duty as Christians is to believe. And we have, uh, what do you call it, um, rewards for faith. So if you want to have faith, if you want to draw the power of God from me, any anointing that is in my life, is you, have, you have to believe more in God and in His servants than questioning who is my mother, who is my wife, am I called, this thing I said, it's different from what I said here. I wrote this in this book. But I said something else in this book. So what am I saying this and this and that? What are you doing? You're analyzing me to just strip me down. It's not a good thing. You will not receive from me. Others will be receiving from me. But you will receive curses. So that is how people lose the ability to receive great blessings. By asking and listening to and answering foolish questions. Yeah. When a woman goes to the labor ward to deliver and she comes, when she comes, she says, Oh, I had a baby. I went to have a baby and I come. And I've come. But you don't ask. So what did you do there? So did you do this? Eh? So did this? I can say so many things you will not like the discussion again. Yeah. Because as you see her walking daintily like this, you know what she has gone to do before she came. Hey. What a small thing. So you just summarize it. So she's had a baby and she's come. You don't ask too many questions. So did you do this? And then did you do that? And what that is that? And did this do that that? And go, this is this, this, this. Too many questions. You just summarize, oh, I went to the hospital, I had a baby, and I have come. That's all. When you start going into things, you will not, it, will not, it will not be a nice discussion. Amen. Okay. Tell your neighbor, avoid foolish questions. And Uncle James told me something. He said, anything you don't understand, in Christianity. Put it where? Do what with it? Put it in a wardrobe. And just close it. And later, maybe as the years go by, you open it and you will understand it. And you say, wow. Sometimes when people die, you don't understand. Why do they die? Why, why would this person die at this time? What's the use of it? But we shall understand it better by and by. So by and by, you take it out of the wardrobe and you say, Ah, it was good. as so moi. Many years ago, there was a man living in Takoradi. There's a town in Ghana called Takoradi. He was married. He had his wife. And he had his children and everything. He was living happily ever after. And one day, a certain woman came along. She said that she was going to, she was going abroad. So she wanted to say bye-bye to this man. So she came to the man's house. 
When she came to the man's house, the man had gone out. It was in the early in the evening. So, she said, Can, I want to see him because I'm going to London tomorrow. And so I want to say bye-bye to him. So the wife said, okay, let's go. I'll take you to, I know where he is. He's out in town. So they took a taxi and they went to look for him. As they looked for him, when they looked for him, they, the car that they hired or the taxi left. So the man said, I'll take you back home. So as he took them, as he was coming back home, with his wife and then the lady who had come to say, cried that she was traveling. They came to a junction and a car or I don't know what came and came and knocked them. The woman who was now going to London came out of the car, fell down, broke her head, she died. The wife fell down, came out of the car, broke her head and died. And the man didn't, was seriously hurt, but he didn't die. Yeah. So, the man was very sad. With most more children, he didn't have anything. Then, after he recovered from the accident, you know, people will say, this man has killed the wife, this and that. So he met another um, lady. They say that after a man within six months, chapter two is beginning. So he met another lady, and then he was moving with her, and then he decided to to marry her. So he started to have, apart from the children that he had, he decided to have uh, another children because the new wife. New series started. Yeah. So then, he gave birth. The first child was a daughter, a, a girl. And that daughter is my wife. Then he gave birth to another. And then, that's uh, is my, one of my pastors in London. Then he gave birth to another, who is my, my pastor in Houston. And then he gave birth to Prophet Kakra. And that is it. Yeah. So, you see, yeah. <laughs> I'm explaining something to you. You see, you are surprised. What a shock. Yeah, the first time was my wife. Yeah. So, I'm explaining. If that woman hadn't come that she's going to London, the wife would have stayed in the house. She was in the house. She wasn't going. She was waiting for her husband to come back. So, what I'm saying is that when you, sometimes you don't know what, I don't know, I'm not saying that that's why she died, but if this hadn't happened, this wouldn't have happened. This would have happened. That wouldn't have happened. That wouldn't have happened. That wouldn't have happened. So, a lot of things are things that when you start to ask questions, you can even be depressed. Yeah. So that is why sometimes you, you just avoid questioning. When I had an accident some years ago, 
The person that I was annoyed with most was God. Because I said that God has betrayed me. Because I say that I'm going to preach your word and I'm going to Tamale. I'm not going to do anything bad. The people that I am are pastors. Five of us. Instead of protecting us, look at the accident that we have had. Some assaulting. 30 minutes to the time that I'm supposed to be there to, to get ready to preach. Now, now some assaulting in the bush about to break my neck. But that accident, instead of, the Lord was telling instead of being annoyed, you should be thankful that I have brought this accident to bring your attention to so many things. It became one of the major turning points. I wrote a book, Seven Turning Points of My Life. And it became one of the seven turning points of my life. That accident. Yeah. So sometimes, you may be questioning, you are told God, you are the angels. Some of you, this one beloved, that didn't work out. It has become a beast between you and God. You are no more talking with God about so many things. Hey! One beloved, one exam you didn't pass. One money that you were not given. Most small things, and now you are no more talking, you are not on speaking terms with God. It's like you have put God on hold, it's like He should wait. What is your name? Abba. From where? Legon. Bring your gun. Abba, stand up. Carry me. Carry me. What verse? Carry me. Isaiah 40:11. Carry. Isaiah 40:11. Visit. Visit. Jeremiah. Jeremiah 24 Just one Okay Again, I'll give you one more chance You were near Jeremiah what? Gather. Gathering people. Interacting. Proverbs. Okay. Check it quickly before the machine can comes again. You think we are joking, eh? We are dead serious. The Bible says, I will send one to you who has no pity for women or children. Interaction. Interaction. Um. Interaction. Um. Jeremiah. 
found it. Interaction. Uh, don't be too eager. This is not a foolish question, what I'm asking you. And I say, what scripture tells teaches us to interact with people? Is it a foolish question? Some question where you are using that question to quarrel with God. That's a foolish question. And the Bible says, avoid foolish questions. Uh, uh, what is Abba's friend's name? Stand up. Your name is what? You have the same hairstyle as her. Your name, your name is what? Love. Hey! Love from where? Legon. Love. Oh my God. Oh God. Okay, sit down. Alright. Glory to God. You guys are doing a great job. How many are going to avoid foolish questions? Number 31. Do not be somebody who quarrels. Yeah. It says that knowing that they do gender strifes. Foolish questions, gender strifes or quarrels. Okay, so an elder and a good leader, okay, he's telling him, don't allow things to lead you to quarrel. Okay? Don't quarrel. Amen? Amen. How many have stopped quarreling, especially guns? All guns. All guns, stand up. If you are a gun, stand up. Once... Once you have gun blood, stand up. If there's any gun blood in you. Do you, guns, do you promise not to quarrel? Are you sure? Will you be nice and sweet? Girls are very sweet. Oh. They are very sweet. But it's like they have two sides of a coin. The sweetness comes with quarrels. When they split over, it's not easy. You must be soft. 
gun soft, like soft, like gun kinky, very nice and soft. Do you accept to be nice and soft and gentle? Do they do gender stripes? It's like you are quarreling. You are quarreling. Hmm? Don't do that, okay? You may be seated. Number 32. Listen, this is advice. Advice. Okay? You must be gentle. Gentle. Wow. Uh, Abba. Is it Abba? Are you happy that you were, you were shot down? You don't look so happy. Your, your smile has reduced since you were fired on. Do you need another one to bring the smile out? To boost the smile? Okay. How many think that she needs a booster? Sit down. She's smiling now. She's smiling now. Stand up and smile so that we can see that. Now, you've got to be gentle. You've got to be gentle. Don't expect people to change overnight. Second Timothy 2, it says, it's giving, it's giving him advice as a young pastor. It says, look, the servant of the Lord must not strive. That means don't force too much. I'm going to force too much agorica. Okay? But be gentle, Second Timothy 2 verse 24, but be gentle unto all men, taking of time, gently, 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 gently. That's why we are not just having one camp, but we are having camps and camps and camps. I'm gently leading you to a certain place. When I first came to the first love, church. I didn't start with first you are going to work for God tomorrow you are going to be elders. No. What did I start telling you about? Huh? What? Moses Moshe Prophets and spiritual men Spiders in the king's palace First love The promised land. How to enter the promised land. And I was promising you good things in the promised land. Remember I told you the good things you were going to enjoy in the promised land. Yeah. But I, 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 I was gently leading you somewhere. Gently. Gradually. We are becoming more serious. Gradually. Are you noticing that you are becoming more serious? Gradually. When I came, I said, oh, you are stars, stars. 
stars. Now most of the stars are elders. Gradually. I didn't start you are elders. I said oh, you are you are a star. You you sing. You are a star. And they were happy, say, Oh, we are stars. We are stars. TSA, talented solo artist. And they started singing, now they were happy. Oh, we are stars, we are stars. I was gently moving. Until one day I said, you are an elder. I, said, hey! I surrender all. <laughs> wow. Do you want them to sing a nice song for you? Quickly, where are they? So tell somebody, tell somebody, Tell somebody, tell somebody,
music is it a beautiful church it's a beautiful church come on it's a beautiful church come on baby
beautiful dancing, praising God. Then I think to myself, what a wonderful church. Fantastic. Is it wonderful and amazing? Wow. Number 33. Look, there are seven dimensions, and I'm on the first dimension. Number 33. You must develop the ability to teach. Yeah. The servant of the Lord must not strive. But be gentle unto all men, apt to teach. Apt to teach. Patient. Okay? So number 34 is you must be patient with men. Be patient. Give people time. 
The person is not doing well today will do well tomorrow. By that time, you have melancholically sacked him from your congregation and he's going to do well at another place. You would have lost the guy. So be patient. The guy who was, remember 77 times 7 forgiveness, that story, Jesus told, he said the man was begging the other guy who was arrested. He said, be patient with me, I will pay thee all. The guy said, no, I cannot be patient with you. So he arrested him. Alright? So you must learn the ability, you must have the ability or apt to teach. So Paul was telling him, telling you must be good at teaching. That's why I was trying to explain to you the other time that you must learn how to preach at least what I am able to preach. Try to, try to get your preaching to the level that, of your father. That's why he wrote to him and said, no, this is between you and I. Remember what I preach? The same thing. Preach it to the same, same. Try to get that. When you get that, then you add what? Two things. Kukumin and Kwesetin. Yes. And respirator. <laughs> you see, so what I'm telling you, how many are, how many are ready to try it out? You, how many believe you can try? You can try to learn how to be a good teacher. You believe you can try? You believe you can try your very best to, to do this good work? To be feeding, carrying, gathering, leading, praying, visiting, counseling, interacting. Let's take the eight all together. We'll be what? Feeding, gathering, carrying, leading, praying, visiting, counseling, interacting. Wow. Eight. When they see you, like a bullet. When they say, so what do you do? So, number one, feeding, gathering. Carrying, leading, praying, visiting, counseling, interacting. Oh! Yeah. It's something we can teach how to be, how to do this job. This is the job description. So that is not something that we are just receiving, whatever. We are learning how to do it practically. Praying, visitation, counseling, interacting, feeding, gathering, carrying, leading, praying, visiting, counseling, interacting. This one is FGCL. FGC Limited. FGC Limited. Sounds like a company. Feeding, gathering, carrying, leading. It's a business. Ready, go. Feeding, gathering, carrying, leading. Pray, visiting, counseling, interacting. Say, I can try. How many believe you can try? Why don't you sing a song that helps us to believe that we can try to at least do this work? Do you want the past to give us? I mean, sing to us and encourage us. Ah. Ready, go. Feeding, carrying, leading, prayer, visitation, interaction. How many believe you can at least try with your life your small life that you've come to in this world. Ah. At least try.
Preaching the sickness and 
Jesus Christ who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous for good works. So if you believe in the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit will help you to do His work.
I believe I can try. Give the Lord a shout and a clap of you. Hallelujah. Is it amazing and wonderful and fantastic? Do you love the stars? Are they wonderful stars? Do you want more songs? Wow. Beautiful job has been sung to you easily. How many are shocked that they have sung the song to you suddenly? Ah. Then try at least. We we'll give it a shot, isn't it? With our lives. How many are beginning to enjoy the heat? It's melting you slowly, isn't it? Ah. Are you enjoying the heat also? You are enjoying it. <laughs> then, number 35, have a shepherdorial heart of meekness. Have a shepherdorial heart of meekness. Have a shepherdorial heart of meekness. Because the Bible says, in meekness, in 2 Timothy 2, this was let, Paul's letter, private. You see, all these were private. You know? Private things that have been shared out. Okay? In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If 2 Timothy 2.25 So, have a shepherdorial heart of meekness. Amen. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God per adventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Amen. That they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Amen. Amen. Now he said here, have a shepherdorial heart of meekness, which is, you know, you have to be humble when you are a pastor. Meekness means, is one of the meanings of meekness, is humility, like you are meek, you are cool. Pastor, great pastors are humble looking and sounding, like Moses Sonu. He's one of the greatest pastors. Yeah. Or even Joel Austin. They, they, they look and sound meek because people have so many problems. And we, we want somebody to talk to us who will not look down on us. Do you understand? In spite of our... We, want, we all want somebody to go and be plain to and say all the things that are happening in the house that are some way. Clearly. Do you understand? And when you leave there, it's not going to be an issue. If you go to the doctor's room and then you undress, when the doctor sees you, you start laughing. Would you be happy with that? When he says, oh, sorry. 
Oh, if fine or you know fine. So when the person feels superior and is laughing at you, one day I went to play golf and I think I was playing, I don't know, someone was playing then, somebody played then, people were standing up, they started laughing, then they corrected and said, sorry. It's like they were laughing at the person. You never feel happy with that. Yeah. Somebody is laughing at you. You're taking the thing and you start playing. It's not working. Messy. Huh? So, I hope you are understanding what I am talking about. Abba and love. Are you understanding? People want someone who is meek. One day, there was a certain lady pastor. And this lady pastor was dealing with some of her members who, were, who had become serial fornicators. Serial fornicators. Now, as she was dealing with them, I was thinking that she would be cooler. But she was very strong. I mean, how? How can you do this? I mean, what? I mean, how can she do this? What does she think of this and that? So, as she was talking, my mind went back into history. When this lady pastor was not a lady pastor. And she was a Christian. And she herself was a multi-directional serial fornicator. So I was wondering that, ah, can she not remember her days? Why is she so wild on these people? Why doesn't she take her time? Because the Bible says in meekness, when you are dealing with somebody and the person has a problem, you do it coolly and humbly. You know, because people, some of the problems, what I have learned as a pastor, you know, I remember when I got married, I wanted my wife to wake up very early. Because I read in the Bible that a virtuous woman gets up very early. Yeah, my was a virtuous woman, she rises up early. Hey, if it can be done, it must be done. That's the formula that I took into marriage. But when I married, that was not the situation. She was not getting up early. Yeah, so I, I grew wild. I said, the virtuous woman, if it can be done, it must be done. Then my first daughter was born almost 18 years ago. And then I had another daughter after that. But then I began to notice, I began to notice that my sons got up early and my daughters were not able to wake up early. At a certain small age, and I realized that at the end, there is something else working apart from just the person's will. There are a lot of genetic inbuilt mechanisms which make people a certain way. Look, let me tell you some of the things we are preaching that you should do. Eh, there are some people who can never do it. 
They can never do it. Take it from me. They can never do it. But at least you can try. But you take it from me. Not everybody can obey the word and stay up to a certain level. It's not possible. Because people have different backgrounds and issues. I'm telling you. And you will learn as you grow that. Look, you will expect a certain... They cannot. People, they cannot do it. They cannot. Yeah. A lot of people cannot obey the word. They cannot. Even when they try, it doesn't work. They, they don't even have the will to even decide that, let me try. Do you know how I learned it? I had a friend. A good close friend. Instead of this close friend, we were together in school. We were both half cast. And we went different ways. I followed the Lord. And he went into drugs. We and every bad thing you can think about. He, did, he has done it before. You get it? Every time I saw him. Give me some power here. Little. Every time I saw him. He was broke. He was in need of money. And he was doing something bad. One day I met his father. His father said, no, doesn't want even to see his son. His mother doesn't want to see him. Nobody wanted to see him. But one day he came around. And he wanted money. He needed money. My, my classmate, my friend. And the Lord said, look at you and look at him. The difference what Christ has made. So the pastor said, no, you are doing drugs, you are doing this, you are, you are a bad boy, you have to change. Then one day the Lord said to me something, he said, don't ask him any question. Give him money and look after him. Pay him and feed him. Don't ask him, just look after him. Because he was wretched. He had nowhere to go. And, and the, the Lord said, don't ask him whether he's using the money for drugs. You know that he will use it for drugs. Because when... And you see, you, will not, you may not know. So I looked after him. One day I was driving with him and I was going to put him. I, was, took, I took him somewhere. I was taking him to his house. I said, I'll drop you. He said, drop me. Just drop me here. I said, oh, this place is dark. He said, oh, but I'm already dead. I said, why do you say you're already dead? He said, oh, I have HIV. I'm dead already. As I'm working, I'm dead. There's, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing dangerous to me. I'm dead. Yeah. But the Lord said, just look after him. Don't ask whether is he taking drugs, is he smoking, it doesn't matter. He cannot change. You see, that was the, when the Lord said that there are people who cannot change. Do you know that if you do an experiment with animals, mice, you, you starve them, or other animals, you starve them, no food. For 21 days. And they are starved. And you give them drugs. Thirdly, no drugs. When they come out of the starvation for 20 days, they haven't eaten. Or 14 days, they haven't eaten. They are starved. When you come out and you put drugs here. And you put food here. The animal which hasn't eaten for 14 days, 20 days. It will not go to the food. It will go to the drugs. The addiction is so strong. The experiment is very strong. And they even leave food and rather go for it. So, you don't even understand the problem the person has entered. That's why they are really against drugs abroad. 
Because it really destroys people's lives. It's like homosexuality. When things go into your anus, then you, you, you feel something there. And that is the sensation that you know. And that is what you know. So if it happens to you as a child, when you grow up, you, you may start feeling that I need something at the back. Yeah. That is why they, they will take you to prison if you do it to a child. Yeah, because you have spoiled the child's life. You have tuned him to, what do you call it? Yeah. There are people, they can't change. Even this homosexual. One day a brother was sitting up, he said, I feel a strong attraction to a man. He doesn't like their girls. I don't like them. I feel strong to a man. I was afraid. Are you also not afraid? What is this? It's not everything you understand. So when you are correcting people and you are going wild, you have to, you have, people don't have to feel you look down. They have to feel that you can understand this thing, whatever it is. And you have to remember, not everybody will change. And not everybody can change. And they are all human beings whom Jesus died for. And some will perish in poverty. When you teach principles of prosperity, hope. Most of the people will never follow the prosperity principles. You can't, they can't do it. They can't be disciplined. They are not like that. They can't pass exams. Even we, when we pass exams, we see 56%. It means you got 44% wrong. It means you don't know half of the things. <laughs> Which you say you've passed. Half you don't know. Half you are, you are wrong. You are wrong about half. Yeah. You don't know half of the things that you say you've passed. But you see, the exams are even full of mercy. So, you, got, you, you don't know 44%, but go to the next level. You get 50%. So, even in Legon, the pass mark used to be 40% in first year. Yeah. Is it still 40%? No. FUE. 40%. That means you don't know 60% of the things that you are moving on. So, they know that when they teach, uh, few people can ever get all correct. It, I mean, it's very rare. Where is that girl who topped Wasi? Where is she? There is somebody who topped Wasi. Medical school. She's not here. Was she here yesterday? But where did I see her? A meeting on Sunday. Uh, yeah. She had A1, 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 whatever. From Wesley Girls without a pop. Yeah. Pure A1s. A1 plus whatever. The whole West Africa. Including the Apo and everybody. She beat all of them. <laughs> few people are like that. Few, few. I may tell you, don't marry an unbeliever, but you'll be surprised that you are marrying an unbeliever. Wow. No, in Jesus' name, you don't marry an unbeliever. But you'll be surprised that it's happening to you. There are people in the church. One day, a lady brought an unbeliever that she was marrying him. When she came to say, she told him, when they say, give your life, then you go. So when I said, give, you want to give your life to God? Pa, 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 go. She came. Then I had to, I was supposed to officiate her. I knew that he was not a Christian. After the wedding, he never came again. But she asked, she's in the church, what will I do? Well, I said, you, out. You married an unbeliever, out. You, you are not straight. 
you, you, you've stopped tithing. Most of the members, they stop tithing. They don't tithe. Yeah. Even you, you are here, you, you, a student, you don't, you don't pay tithe. Not all pastors will make it. Not all pastor churches will grow. You can teach all the principles. It won't work still. You have to know that a human... That's why in, 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 in the secular world they say it's a human institution. Once it's a human institution, there are going to be things in it that are not right. It's true. See, when President Rawlings came, he called said, You! How do you do with the economy? He called them out. General Achampo, you head of state. One, two, three, four, seven. Execution, quick. Execution. To the Kyrie squad. No case. If they even allowed them to come on television to speak. Achampo, they spoke on television. He said, no, no, no. Teshi, Teshi. They put the head of state. Can you imagine doing that to President Kufo? Imagine that. Then he took another president, Akufu. You are this one. Put a white shirt on him, up and down. White shirt and white on national television, not a secret. On TV, TV. They died on the stake. And he went for minister of whatever. General Kote. Put them on. Minister of World and uh, General uh, Amedume put in there. Why you do that, man? How do this? How do this? You took a loan from there. Use a loan. It's small, small loans, so. <laughs> Why? He was dead. Afrifa, you were head of state. He wrote a letter. He said, That boy is a dangerous guy. He wrote a letter warning Achampo and Akufu that Rollins is a very dangerous person. Eliminate that young man. And they got the letter. So when Rollins, they brought him out of prison. He said, go for Afifa. He was at Mampong. They said, go and bring him. Head of state. He had been our president before. Shot him. Six of them. Yeah. No waste of time at all. Today, we have Woyome and Wawa cases. They will be going to court up and down because if you are to use those principles, most people will be executed. <laughs> From President Kufo's time up till now. If you remember Kufo's time, there were a lot of cases like that. We were saying these people have done this, this have done, this have done. These people do the same. There are a lot of cases. Plenty cases. Yeah. By now, you see that most of the people who are in the government, most of the parliamentarians, most have been executed. That's why I say that when you are a pastor, you, you, you take your time and say, oh, okay. It's not all executions. Even you see, when I was going to do the firing squad, some of them I allow mercy and I don't, I don't execute them. I had mercy on you people, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Abba didn't receive that message. Wow. So be careful. Be in meekness. When you are even talking to them, cool. You say that the boy is a homosexual. 
You don't, you don't sit down and say, are you sick? Are you sick? What is wrong with you? Enos, eh? you are after. Who pawned you? What do you mean? Nonsense. Come on, put on your shorts. Look. You don't understand, though. Taking of time. Always with the people. Not everybody can do the right thing. Believe you me. Some can try. That's why that song says, I believe at least I can try. And God will bless you for trying. You know, there are some people that work for me. I love them more than I love even some others. But most people don't know the reason why I love certain people. You, it is not easy to know. Because that person who you are condemning, you will be surprised how God likes him. Maybe he sings to God in the morning. Yeah, maybe he kneels down and he has a song that he sings. Heaven, all heaven are looking at him in the morning as he's singing that song with his problems. Yeah. God likes the person, but you don't even know what God likes about him. Recently, there is a man of God. I thought he was even dead. Abraham Dilav. Yeah. He's a great man of God. He, is, he celebrated. He was, he's 90 years old now. Yeah. He's a great evangelist. When I went to Navrongo to preach, they told me that this man came many years ago and there were no miracles. And the people stoned him. Yeah. He has done a lot of crusades all over the country before our time. Yeah. And I never knew. You see, evangelist, he's 90, he has had problems, issues, so many things you won't even hear. But God, yeah. You see people are dying 42, 30 something, this and that. And you see this man, 90 years old, in spite of all his problems. Yeah. You don't even know what God is looking at. So, Charlie, taking of time with everybody, especially ladies. Some of you are too strict. How many would like to have a girl as your boss or a boy as your boss? Who, how many ladies prefer a boy as your boss? Stand up. Is there any lady who is sitting, left sitting down? Well, let me see them. Sister, you didn't, you prefer a girl as your boss? A boy? A man? And there's one person here. Who is that? Kezia. You prefer a lady as your boss? Okay, why? Come tell me. So, all, there's only one lady who wants a lady as her boss. Why, why is that, Kezia? Um, I'm closer to my mother than to my dad, and my mother is very choleric, so I think that um, because I'm able to relate well with her, I'm better at flowing with her. With a lady. Ah. But the majority, 99.99%. Why do you not want, what is your name, my dear? 
Evelyn, from which school? Legon. Why do you prefer a brother, a man, a male as your boss? Tell me. Because you can, in case of anything, you can do yourself some weird. <laughs> what? Ah. Come, come to the front. Sit down. Sit down. In case of any, say it again. In case of anything, you can like you can do yourself some way. How is that? How do you do yourself? As like if anything happens, you can say, "Oh, like oh, say I beg you, I beg," and then you'll be doing like you'll be doing some small things and be small. What are these small things? You will beg him and he will understand. Mm, yeah. The, the, the men understand more. Yeah, yeah, better. Better. Way better than the women. Way better. Yeah. Nanama. Because um, when you are working with, when you are working, when a man is your boss and you do something wrong, he, he easily forgives you because you're a lady. You can say, oh, but I'm very sorry. But, <laughs> if, if you say that, if you say that to your lady boss, what would she say? If you say that to your lady boss, what would she say? She'd be like, you're yeah, sorry for what? What's that voice? You know, forget to stand up from there and just move on. What's that voice? Yeah, would be like, what's that voice? Like, that soft voice for? It doesn't, it doesn't feel anything for that soft voice. Brothers, we are done for. You are not impressed. Uh, Selassie, tell me, you prefer to have a man as a boss? Because usually the, um, the female are more strict. Because they are not really impressed. They are women, you are also a woman. So anything you do, She's not impressed. Yeah. Bishop, the, the men are more sympathetic. They feel as though you go through more than they do. So when you ask for permission, they relate better. Even at ONG, the women prefer to have male gynecologists and obstetricians than the females. Because if a female is coming to um, examine you and you are screaming, they don't feel anything for you at all. But if it's a man, the way you pamper you... Take his time to talk to you before he will examine you because you are in pain. You are giving birth. 
is very different. So I feel it's because they are sympathetic to what a woman goes through that they feel they are not going through. So they relate better. They'll give you some leeway. Wow. So we are sympathetic. So ladies, you see, when ladies are doing pastoral work, that is why you don't have any lady among the twelve apostles. They were making meat pies for Jesus and other things. It's true. Because, listen, when you are too strict, all the people can't be saved though. People can't be changed. It takes, some will change this year, some will take five years to change, 11 years to change, 22 years before there will be any change. Some will not change. And you, if you are strict, then you have executed just like I said, in the Rollins government, they just executed. executed. No, 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 no. Six months. He came within six months. Look at this royal maze cases and all these things. When Professor Mills was alive, long ago, that is when all those cases started. Last year, long ago, they are moving and breathing and traveling abroad. With a lot of issues and a lot of cases going on. Yeah. And by now, in those Rollins times, they came and executed all of them. That is why you have to take your time not to execute the members. One day, I went to one of our churches and there was a sister who was in the church. She was somebody that I personally pastored. And I followed her. She had, she had black lips. And the black lips, she had black lips because she smokes. She was a smoker. She was always smoking. Yeah. And she was just my sheep. I knew that she smoked. I knew that she smokes. So I traveled and I left the church. For, uh, and there was a pastor who was there. Was a lady, there was a lady pastor there. When I came, my sheep with black lips has gone. Yeah, my sheep with bl- black lips has left the church. So I said, no, I'm going to look for my sheep. So I got a car and I traveled to where she was. When I got I said, oh, sheep. I just say, long time, where, where have you been, sheep? I'm here, I'm back. Where have you said, oh. She said, the women, your women, the only people, she said, the only people who are left in the church are her, their friends. Yeah, they are friends, but the rest are, of us are gone. Yeah. I had another sheep who, who drinks. I have, I have different sheep. Drinking ones, smoking ones, different types. This one was a drinker. Yeah. I went to visit her in her house and I saw when I entered the house, when you sit there, the decorations are alcohol. Alcohol, different, different, different ones. So when I thought, I said, What are you doing? What are these? You have been in the church for some time. It's not nice. You know, try to clear all these things so that we can stop gradually. Okay. And she continued to be in the church. I had another sheep. She likes sex, pa. They are all smoking ones, sexical ones. All sheep. When I left, all these sheep left. All these sheep were lost. You think I don't know that the person is smoking? You think I don't know that she's sexical? The stories I knew about her, I knew all the stories. So, different, different stories. 
I had sheep who were, who were more, than, more than prostitutes. Yeah. One day I came to a church and I sat by the choir. I always, I always like to sit by the main pastor. And then the choir was singing. So I said, who are, who are the people in the choir? Tell me. So I, I leaned over like this and he would tell me, so, those three, one, two, three. So they are prostitutes. So there are prostitutes here. Active prostitutes. This one was a witch. She said she has stopped. This one she cut this one she cut her pubic hair and she used it to do juju as a, a whatever to, to she came here with a fifty thousand dollar contract with her pubic hair concussion and she made a covenant. And she used it pay each of them are paying fifty thousand dollars. That's why they are that's why they can't stop. Then so, Another time I came myself. This one gave the testimony. I said, what testimony? So she went to work. At where? At prostitution. And so, when she was working, the man was having sex with her. And then he died. Or he collapsed. So she was there. And he has collapsed in the room. So she got up and raised him and prayed. In Jesus' name for the man to rise back. So, she said, that one, that one, is, that one is, uh, raising, raising the dead, yeah. That one there, the, the, so she's very serious in church, and she's still working. Yeah. We have different members. Oh God! But they are all members. Are you doing because we are super righteous? We haven't experienced certain things before. We are super righteous. Taking off time. Otherwise, you, all your members will be gone. This prostitute with time. Have you ever signed a contract with your pubic hair before? I'm asking you. Have you ever signed a contract with your pubic hair? Yeah. One of my church members told me how he crossed the Sahara Desert and came to Algeria to cross over said, yeah, we all stay together. We told in the rain, in the cold, we go. One ship went, it never came. Nobody was seen again. They all died. So we lie together like this. We lie together. Boys and girls, boys and girls, boys and girls. Close together. We sleep. You sleep with whoever you are lying by. Whoever you lie by, and you, we sleep this way. That, I mean, on the side. Whoever you sleep with, that's the person you have sex with. I mean, whoever is by you, we are all together. Yeah. These are our members. Africans trying to go to Europe. Yeah. With illegal papers. What will you do? Church members. Which is, none of the things I'm telling you are, are, are exaggerated. Real people. These are witches. These are uh, this is prostitute. This one is raising the dead into a prostitution. One guy was explaining to me, he said, look, urinating, when we are in the desert, we drink urine. And he said that the ladies' urine is more powerful than the men's urine, so we prefer to drink from them. They urinate for us to drink. Because there's no more water. How deep is your love, Jesus? Jesus died for all of us. Amen. I'm not saying that that is how you should be. But I'm saying that 
there are a lot of people is not so straight. So when you meet a straight sister, and you say, ha! But for me, I, I like ladies. I, some jobs, I, I use strict sisters. You need some strict people at some places. But pastoral work, we don't need strictness. You yourself must protect yourself. But you must, you, must, you must have space for people to grow. Hopefully this witch will pay off her 50,000. And some of you, you haven't signed any contract, but you have had a lot of sex for money. Uh, it's not official, but you are getting, you do this, you get unofficial benefits. So how many are, not, how many are going to be meek? What was your name again? Vida. Chief Elder. Chief Vida. I want you to be kind. Are you kind? Come, you see, the ladies, come, they don't look strict. Does, does she look straight? Huh? It's just gentle and soft. Wow. What, what did you say? What did he say? Fire. Not just talk. You are blessed. Sit down, everybody. Beverly, everybody. Hmm. What's going on? Huh. Have a shepherdorial habit.